Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a busy weekend and it's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You're moving, you're moving your daughter into college. No, she's moving to a place. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Your kids are out of school, right? Well, my youngest is going into his third year and then, you know, the oldest, she just graduated in December. Okay. So yeah, she's uh, starting a new life. So that's cool. So, yeah, we're officially in the same time zone now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always an hour behind you, so. Yeah. Anywho, welcome, you guys, to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I are in the beautiful week of July. And um, I would say it's been a pretty interesting week um, on both shows. Um, mm-hmm. Did you think it was a lot of drama this week? Um, Definitely drama on both and beautiful. Right, right. It was a little chill on Y&R, but still some good stuff happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what Keisha and I normally do, we do the first half of the show with the young and the restless, the second half of the show with the bold and the beautiful, and then at the end, we have a segment called Flip the Script, where if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish could be different, this is where we flip that script. So let's go ahead and jump into this. And again, I want to thank you guys for continuously coming back and supporting the podcast every week. The numbers continuously go up from around the world. So I appreciate We both appreciate that. Right, Keisha? Yes, ma'am. Yep, and we've been going almost a year and a half strong now. We're now into July. I think we started in like February of 2020. So thanks for the support. We really appreciate it. Um, we actually in the middle of season two. So that's really, really good. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get started with the Young and the Restless. So Ashlyn moved uh, in with Victoria. Victor and Amanda tricked Sutton into implicating himself in Richard's murder. Naya recanted her confession but refused to aid in the investigation of Sutton. <laughs> Tara sought sole custody of Harrison and Philip vowed to take Tara down. Stitch accepted a new job in Genoa City. So, it's, it just seemed like a mosh pit of stuff. You know how sometimes we have a week where we can like you know, kind of, we have two good solid storylines and then we'll just filter through the rest. It's just like it's spread all out over the entire week, right? Yeah. I was trying to take my notes, like organize them in some kind of way and it was hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Like I got stuff all over the place. Exactly. Okay, so which storyline do you want to take on first? Do you want to do the sudden and Naya storyline with the girls, or do you want to deal with Victor and Amanda? Well, that's part of that, or Ashlyn and Victoria. Um, let's let's do the sudden storyline real quick. Okay, 
So what did you think about the plan that Victor and Amanda put together? I mean, and how it all unfolded? I honestly, I can't believe that Sutton fell for her. Fell for that. Mm-hmm. Him being well, a politician. Just... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say him being a politician, like for him to like basically confess to Victor. When Victor had, he didn't know anything. And even if he was threatening him with like having certain, certain information, you haven't seen that information. So why would you basically just throw up everything that you know, or everything that you know to, to Victor? Mm -hmm. That was crazy to me that he fell for that. Yeah, I think it, like Amanda was telling Victor, she wanted him to cor- she wanted Victor to corner him where he had no way out. And mm-hmm. like you said, what he should have done is saying, before I agree to anything, I need to see what you got. Right. You yeah. know, but I guess he realized that he thought that Victor was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Everybody know Victor tends to be a ruthless man, so he figured like, well, why not believe him? We all in the same game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you deal with snakes. You can get bit too, <laughs> right? And <he> <laughs> you know, I mean, he fell for that hook, line, and sinker. But I don't understand how Amanda and Amani got over there so fast because they was at her apartment was right after Devon left. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Sutton shows up, talk to Victor. He must have texted them, and they flew over there. Yeah, well, you know, I'm so playing it. But yeah, everything is, it was just crazy. I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he knew his goose was cooked. Yep. Now, what do you think about uh, Naya not wanting to help them go after Sutton? Naya is, she... I don't, I don't know what to say about her. Woman, the phone like, is breaking up. Say it again. I was saying I don't, I don't really know what to say about her. I, she, mm-hmm. it's like, what kind of spell does your father have you under? And you ask for mm-hmm. all this help from Amanda, but then you basically don't want to cooperate when she's trying to give you the best advice, especially about something that your dad was getting ready to have you go to jail. Exactly. <laughs> and you still over here trying to protect him and you know being being nasty towards Amanda because Amanda is basically trying to save your life or your your freedom anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, if I was Amanda, I'd be done with her because she didn't one too many times has um you know fussed at her about I'm not doing I'm not. I'm not turning my dad in or I'm going to protect my dad or blah, 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 whatever it is that she says to her. I, just just the nasty attitude in general. Like, this woman is trying to help you after you abandoned her, um, knew about her father being killed, lied to her about it, and have been so uncooperative through this whole entire process. Mm-hmm. I, I have to walk away from that one. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, honestly, it looked like Amani has pretty much, you know, changed her thought processes on Amanda and obviously been working with her. But if I was them too, I'd be like, you know what? Y'all go figure that out. 
<laughs> yeah. But see, we thought that about her last time, though. And I, so that's what I wonder is what Amani's reaction is going to be after her mom, you know, said that mm-hmm. about still wanting to protect her dad. Like, I wonder if she's going to go back inside with her mom and be like, well, we just need to do this for her. So, you know, to make her happy or to, so we don't upset her. Or is she going to side with Amanda and tell her mom, like, get your head out of the sand? Right. I mean, because my thing is, you can only fight for somebody for so long. Right. After that, then that's on you to keep chasing a pipe dream when it comes to trying to help somebody who don't want to be saved. Clearly, she has more allegiance to her father, which is their grandfather. Mm-hmm. So, at what point do Amanda cut the cord and say, you know what, whatever happens and the fallout that happens, because she still want to avenge her father's death. She still yeah. wants to get to the root cause of that. And if Naya wants to go down on that sinking ship with her father, she might just have to let her do that. Yeah. That's where I would be at with it if I was Amanda. You know, I mean, she keep resisting and I'm not going to help you and I'm not going to do that. Then her next statement be like, okay, cool. You know what? I'm not, I'm still going to investigate my dad's death. So if that means you were collateral damage and you get caught up in the crossfires, then it's on you. Yep. You know, and leave it right there. And I wonder what Naya's response would be with if they went that direction. She'd probably throw a fit and and walk out like she did the last time uh, Amanda told her. Basically, it's my way or we're not. I'm not helping you anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, as for sudden, sudden is a lost cause. Amanda yeah. is not going to be able to do anything with that because the moment when Victor called him and say, you know, Amanda, you know how to solve your problem. He's talking about your granddaughter. So, what was you thinking? I mean. Well, he was willing to throw all of the... If he's willing to put um, Naya in a position where she's taking the fall for him, she he's not going to give a second thought about what happens to Amanda at right. all. Right, because they really don't have a... They don't have a relationship for real. Right. You know, so, yeah, he's a lost cause when it comes to that. But Naya, she, she needs to put her on notice. Yeah. She needs to put her on notice. Like, look, this is what I'm doing. Either you join us or you stay over there with him. Yep. <laughs> And be done with it. Yeah, and I feel like if this, she's lied to her so many times already, right. she's lucky that Amanda is even still trying to help her right now. Exactly. It makes it. It just makes no sense. And for I know Amanda wants to save her mom, but you know her mama grown. If she wants to stay there, stay there. But we mm-hmm. got to do what we got to do. Yep. So. Um, I'm trying to think, was there anything else? Okay, so the other part of that, it leads into um, Amanda trying to slow Amani from off of Nate. <laughs> I was still disappointed this week. Because, you know, last week I said what my flip the script was, was I, I wanted to see Elena, like, basically stand up for herself and, and say something to Amani. And she still didn't really do that. All well, she did was tell that story about how Nate asked her to stay in town. Like, no, <laughs> you need to check her. <laughs> not tell some, not not do it in a roundabout way where you're telling some story about how he asked you not to move away because mm-hmm. he wants to be with you. You need to tell her to stop disrespecting you. And so does Nate. See, that's what my issue is. Nate is acting like he's oblivious. And because I remember when 
Elena asked him, you know that girl is heavily flirting with you. Oh, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, he downplayed it. And I'll be giving him the side eye because that girl is all up in his face talking about how good he looked and his tie interrupting their dates and all that type of stuff. And you mean to tell me you ain't noticed nothing? He noticed that. He just know that. He's playing stupid. And I think he likes that. I think he likes the attention and I think he likes that it makes Elena uncomfortable because of, you know, their everything that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, it's like I'll be asking him, okay, when are you going to set some boundaries with that girl unless you're truly interested? Right. Because she's done, she has been uh, one too many times where she's, you know, been disrespectful. Yeah, and it's not a situation where she's being subtle, she's being in your face. Yes, obvious about it. Yeah, and so it's not like, you know, for him to say, oh, that's nothing. No, she wasn't, I mean, just a little flirting. It's like, dude, really? Yeah. You know exactly what's going on. And like you say, Elena is handling this in a very passive way. Yep. So, I mean, not only with how she dealt with Elena, but even how she's dealing with Nate. And then he turned around and he changed the subject by saying, don't you want to go home and go to bed? Mm-hmm. And then all that just went out the window. I'm like, you do realize that this conversation is going to reignite itself the next time uh, Amani comes around again, right? <laughs> Y'all can't avoid that conversation. I wonder if, um, if maybe Elena is reacting the way she is because of how she, what she did to Nate in the you know in the past with cheating. That's on. possible. So she's kind of like playing the the passive I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get in his face about this because I've done some crappy things to him kind of rolling I mean maybe that probably is a possibility maybe she don't want to look like a hypocrite you know how can I jump in his face about somebody else when I did the exact same thing yeah so I agree with you yeah but it still ain't no excuse because right. it took her back. So you, right. you take me back, then you can't keep throwing this in my face. So you need to handle that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You need to go and handle your handle that lightweight. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So did we have anything else with Naya, Amanda, Devon? Devon did help. I would say Devon brought that whole thing with Tiger Lilies for and faith that was oh cute. yeah i forgot about that little that little thing yeah that yeah, was cute. I just wanna... go ahead what you say no i was i was agreeing with you i said yeah that was a cute little scene there yeah that whole thing it was cute you know but i don't know i i'm wondering are they going to really create line for both because right now it's just it's like it's just filling spaces yeah and I still kind of feel like I still kind of feel like he's forcing it who cool. um Moses forcing because it with faith yeah because she told him she needed you know she needed some time she just wanted them to be friends 
and he set that whole thing up for uh, um, Faith Faith. to see that group because he knew Faith liked it, liked them. So you think any issue to get her to move a little faster? Or maybe not to get her to move faster, but I guess so she knows how much he likes her. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't, I don't like that. If she's already told you that she sees you, like, that right now, she just wants to take things slow and that you guys are just friends, then, like, that to, that would make me feel uncomfortable because I would know that you're doing that because you like me mm-hmm. and you want to be with me in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. And this is after I've already told you, like, I just want to take things slow. But didn't she have a conversation with who was that? I don't know if it was her mom or Nikki. I think it was Nikki. I think it was Nikki where she's basically not being honest because she also said, I do want to be I, I do think more of him like that but so you know how that whole I'm trying to play coy the whole hard to get me, you know situation because I, I remember her saying to one of them that she actually wanted to move forward but she didn't want to tell him so, I mean, he's being intentional, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to be coy. And it's like, okay, if you really like this boy, just tell him. You know? I thought it was that she just wasn't ready to move forward with it yet. Because of, she was still trying to heal from, you know, her little issues that she was having. But maybe I missed uh, uh, paying attention to that. And you know what? That's why we do the show. Because we have different ideas and different interpretations of how we see it so i mean that could be the case you know like you say she don't want to move fast she likes them but she don't want to move that fast and so she put the kibosh and the brakes on it and then you know from what i was seeing it looks like she likes him but she don't know i don't know it's just a weird i don't know what they're going to do with the two of them um Kind of like how we were saying with this whole storyline, because we also got to talk about that, too, with Mariah. Mm-hmm. You know, what they're going to do with that storyline, it just looked like it had been a never-ending, I guess I would say, test. Because they were trying to do different things with that storyline to get it going. So I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out, because now it seems like um, uh, Moses don't even know if he want to be a doctor anymore. So, oh, oh yeah, how did how did you feel about that conversation when um, Devon brought it up to Nate? Yeah, well, I didn't. I don't know if I. I didn't really necessarily like the way Nate reacted to it. I mean, how did you feel? What's your thoughts on his reaction? He just. It was almost as if he was offended or or like he was disappointed mm-hmm. and he was asking for explanation and it's like Moses is what a freshman or a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. why are you treating this as if he he's in the middle of of college working towards being a doctor he's a volunteer at the hospital mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it, right. it was like he was i didn't i just didn't like the way that he was he kind of questioned them about it as if I don't know, he's he's getting ready to ruin his life or something like that. I just thought his reaction was a little overboard in my opinion. 
for, yeah. for where Moses is right now. Like he's a, he's a high school student. He's not even, you know, he's not even a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Like even, even if he was a senior in high school or freshman in college, I feel like that would be an overreaction because you haven't even really gotten started in that field yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't really like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm more, I'm more, I'm curious of what Sophia's response is going to be because she was the one who sent him down there. Mm-hmm. And if he decides to go into the music industry, which it looks like the direction that he's going, mm-hmm. because I did see Monday's episode, um, how is she going to feel about that? Because I think one of her biggest things sending him down there was because of that. To be around Nate, to factor in that whole thing. I'm wondering if there's a way to kind of chime in Sophia's reaction with that, too. Is she going to be just like Nate when that happens? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I guess I look at it like he's young. And part of being part of being young, being in high school, being like an undergrad, your first year or so is figuring out what you want to do and what you want right. to do. Oh, Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I would let him explore it. And maybe mm-hmm. he'll figure out at an early age that being in the music industry isn't going to be for him. Mm-hmm. It's better for him to find out now than for for them to deny him the opportunity to get that exposure and experience, which a lot of people don't get, and then try to go for it, like, later on down the line and then have to start over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's the harm? So I, yeah, I just I didn't really understand why Nate had that reaction, or I didn't I didn't like that reaction that Nate had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean because they do have another uh, they do have another conversation about this on Monday. Mm-hmm. He has a little bit more relaxed response to it, and you guys will get to see that. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I do understand where you're coming from because it's too early. That boy is, what, 14, 15 years old, supposedly? And so at your sophomore year in high school, by the time he gets to his senior year, he could say he want to be a veterinarian. Or he could say he want to be an attorney. I mean, I know of kids that started out saying that they wanted to do one thing, and then when they finally got out of high school or college, they were in a totally different profession. I so think I switched my major three times when I was in college. <laughs> Most kids do. Most kids switch their majors in college. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you do. I will. I won't take it away from those kids that you know from from an early age they stayed the course and now they're doctors and lawyers and anything that they chose to be at a young age. But the majority of these kids, they do change their majors. Yeah. You know especially those ones that wanted to be a doctor. By the time they graduate, they end up with a whole different degree. First of all, being a biology major is hard. (laughs) That's what my best friend's degree is in, and I feel like that girl's in school forever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, pretty much you are. It's I mean, because you have to learn how to pretty much help somebody save their life. Your Mm -hmm. life is in their hands. And so you have to, um, the mental mindset that comes with that is not easy because, I mean, if you are an extremely empathetic person who has a heart on their sleeve and your first patient pass away on you, you're going to feel some kind of way about that. Yeah. And you actually watch that happen. 
And so Nate, I mean, when it comes to Moses, Moses freaked out when Nate was having uh, the whole allergic reaction to the shellfish. And that started him questioning whether or not he's cut out for this. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Yeah, he. I just think Nate needs to kind of take a step back. He kind of looks like he may be going in that direction on Monday. Okay. We'll see. I don't want to give it all away, but um, you know, with I, I totally agree with you on that point, though. Is that he need to kind of let him figure it out? Yeah. So okay. So are we done with the whole? Look like. We got a lot. Who was that Thursday? I think it was. All we saw was Naya, Devon, and the, that whole crew. They had mm-hmm. the whole day to themselves. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And another um, thing I want to say about the um, Moses and Faith, I feel like they need to bring a couple more teenagers on the show. Yeah. To kind of help their storyline a little bit because they're basically only around adults. Right. I remember, like, back when, were you watching it back when, like, Lily was a teenager? Mm-hmm. Lily and I think Billy and, um, what's the, the lawyer's name now? That's, she's only on every so often. Oh, um, Brittany. Brittany. Um, like all of them when they were all teenagers, like, mm-hmm. they had a good group of, of a teenage storyline back then and I, I feel like that's what they're missing now. They don't they it's been a while since they had like teenagers on the show. Because yeah. even when Lily and um Kane's kids are on the show, it was still just them. Well kinda. that's what happens when you overage your kids because at one point we had Delia, we had Faith, we had um who was some of the other kids? Uh Lily's kids. They were all around the same age. And if you kind of grow all of those kids up the same way that they grew up faith, then you would have more teenagers. But they took them from a young child all the way up to being seniors in high school and now they're in college. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to Sorar some of these kids, you know, especially if they all hung out as a group together, just say a few years ago, you overage some of them and keep the others at a younger age. And that's what they did with Faith so long. With Olivia having that role for so long, all those kids that she played with ended up being aged into young adults and she was still a teenager. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, are you going to do that with Johnny and Katie and Connor? And where's Christian? I mean... (laughs) Yeah, we haven't seen Christian in how long? I mean, all we know is that Nick always talk about he's with the natty. So, yeah, on his way home to him. Oh, and then let me just mention this because um, I've seen this in the group and a lot of comments, of course, they've been coming back to us. We have to realize that these are child actors. There Mm -hmm. were a couple comments in the group that and it created a whole thread of very not nice comments about Johnny's speech. And so we have to be mindful about the fact that these are children. Children. You know, whether or not, we don't know the situation. We don't know what's going on. I mean, 
I've, I, it's just unfortunate that we're in a time period right now. It used to be like, you know what, don't, that's a kid, that's a child. We don't do that. It's not like that anymore. And so as adults, please be mindful when leaving. It's one thing even when we say about not bashing the actors and actresses. Let's not do that with the child actors, little actors and actresses either. Yeah, and I understand the issue. Like, kid, I've, I've heard a lot of child actors have that same kind of speech that Johnny has. Like it's, I feel like it's almost common for some child actors to sound or children in general to speak like that. Like the little boys that were in, um, they played in the movie Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. And then they went on to have their own TV show on Mm -hmm. the Disney channel, uh, the sweet life of Zach and Cody. And now one of them is on the show um, Riverdale. That's how they spoke when they were younger. It's just something I think that people grow out of. But oh, of course they do. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the comments was just disparaging, and it's just so unfortunate. And then you'll hear people saying, well, they shouldn't be on TV if they don't want us to comment on it. You're an adult. You have a choice. Yeah. On it's what necessary. to say and what not to say. Don't make it their responsibility for them to act a certain way in order for you to act a certain way. Right. Be mindful of that. You know, these are kids. And so um, I just wanted to put that out there. I know we was talking about putting teenagers and stuff around faith. And I, I totally agree with you on that. Would there need to be some more teenagers on the show? That's going to create an even bigger storyline. I mean, if they brought in, I don't know, let's see. If, I'm trying to think even somebody that they could have aged. There, there's Even the little kids are not old enough yet to be aged I guess right because Connor and and Katie and Johnny and all of them you know they're still pretty young it would be yeah. kind of foolish to age them to the age that Faith and Moses is but what they should have done when it came to Charlie and Maddie they should have gradually did that with them and then that would have probably created that whole you know group around yeah. Faith yeah, maybe just age them to the age that Faith was instead of past yeah, and Faith. Finn was Finn was part of that group too. They overaged yep. him as well. Yeah. They aged him with Summer and Kyle, right? Exactly. He was a little boy. You know, mm-hmm. and then they aged him up to where Summer and Kyle were. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. They're hopefully young and the rest of us will figure that out. But it'll- just, go ahead. What you say? I was going to say, it'll be, I think it'll be fun when they do finally age Johnny and Katie and Connor and Kristen um, Mm -hmm. because of the dynamic of their parents. So it'll be interesting to see how they get along. Yeah, exactly. Especially with some of the antics that Connor had pulled when he, when him and Kristen first, Christian first came back into the uh, show. Remember, he I'm was. Sure how they gonna ever re- that would be nice for them to revisit that if they did age them, that they're actually brothers. Mm-hmm. You Remember know? how he was picking on Christian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be that would be interesting to see. Yeah, you know how their dynamic would be as a teenager or something. Yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll see. All right. So are we done with that storyline with? Um, Victor, I mean, with Amanda and all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 
Uh, let's talk about Ashlyn, Tara, and then, um, which also leads us to Billy and Phyllis. Mm-hmm. So Ashlyn, Victoria asked Ashlyn to move in. Let's stop right there. What do you think? Your th- what is your thoughts about that? The same as last week. She <laughs> she uh, she moved. That was not the right decision. Yeah, I don't. I what I don't understand is she moved her kids out that house. Yeah, and move him in and take care of them. I mean, of him. And granted, yes, Billy is her, you know, the father and whatnot. But do you relinquish all your responsibilities per se? Not all, but because you're trying to take care of this man. I, that part just, I'm like, my mind. yeah, it's crazy. And then you see your son is having issues because he got all these stomach issues and he don't want to go to school and he wants somebody to sit with him and all mm-hmm. this other kind of stuff. Because of the change of him being, you know, moved out of the house, want him not being to see his mom like he usually do, all because she's doing this with Ashlyn. I, and the thing is, he told her, Ashlyn told her, I don't think this is a good idea. Now, eventually, he agreed. Yeah. But she pushed the issue. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not feeling that storyline. I understand she's trying to help a dying man. Now, there are some people that are saying that all oh, this is a fake. <laughs> Did you so she's already, got, she's already got what she wants from him as far as the company is concerned, so she didn't need to do it. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people, and I, you know, like I love reading these comments sometimes, because some of them be pretty good outside of the ones that, you know, we get sent to us. But somebody was saying that the end result is technically him actually taking over Newman because I mean, this is a merger. So mm-hmm. now that they're intertwined, he could, I'm wondering, could he say, you know what? I'm not dying. This was all a ruse because why wouldn't you want to fight this? Oh, so you feel like Ashlyn is faking. Ashlyn is faking this. That's what they're saying. Now that's what I'm saying oh, okay. in the comments that actually him and Tara got this big plot together to infiltrate both the Abbots and the Numas. And I never, I said it's some creative minds. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting if, if they're putting all this together. I'm here for that because that's some stuff that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. We seriously have not seen something like that in a long time where a coup so big that nobody saw it coming. Yeah, that would oh wow. Man, if that if that was what was going on, Victor would never let Victoria live that down. <laughs> I know, right? Victor and Adam both. <laughs> Especially Adam. Mm-hmm. You know, because did you hear what Adam told her yesterday? Mm-hmm. That how manipulative she was about trying to get with him. And I know I said that comment probably about three weeks ago. But, you know, even though it might not have started out as her having feelings for Because I honestly think she legitimately has feelings for this guy now, right? But how it started out, I honestly believe that part of her was like, oh, this could be a massive conglomerate that we could be, that I could, you know. And like her dad said, she pulled off the the coup of the century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like it definitely started out that way, for sure, mm-hmm. as business. And she never hid that from him. She never, that's why I, I think I said that before, she was never 
dishonest with him about anything. Like she, she from the start asked him about like, what are you going to do with your company? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you basically have no family. So she never hit any of that. But could you imagine, and which would be huge for this particular storyline, that he comes out, he does some finagling behind the scenes, his attorneys, blah, 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 pull this off, where now he has actually done a takeover of Newman by uh, combining it with Victoria. Yeah, that would be something. <laughs> that would be huge. I would, oh, I would be so here for that because, like you say, Victor wouldn't have. And no, normally you can't get stuff past Victor Newman, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he finds out that's what happened? Yeah. Oh my God, that would blow GC apart. Now, let me ask you: Do you feel that he kind of softened toward Victoria, meaning Victor? after everything been said and done because Nikki kept a lot of secrets from him. He was pissed. Yeah. I, he can't, he can't really be mad at Nikki for that though. Like that's mm-hmm. her job. She, he can't be mad at Nikki for not bringing business into their bedroom. Basically is what mm-hmm. he's pissed off at her about. Like she's doing her job and it wasn't, it wasn't her business to tell. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, technically, that's work. Yeah. And she's like, I'm the COO of the company. I mean, once we get in this house, I have to leave that outside the door. The only thing, though, is that Victor is still a board member. So, I mean, it's... it's, But you're not going to tell all that stuff to the other board members. Well, it had to be approved through the board members, remember? So... Because that was one of the things that um, Nikki and Victoria was talking about last week. So it had to go through them, but they did it after the fact. Whereas, Mm -hmm. of course, Victor, the owner and the founder, I would think that somewhere along the line, but she tried to keep it a secret. I don't know. It was just a weird dynamic. It'd be different if Victor had a totally... I couldn't see her telling that to, to Abbott's, right? Yeah. Because they're not they're competitors or they're not the same, but your dad is the founder and owner of the company. Um, so, and he's still a board member. So I'm surprised that, you know, that didn't come out sooner. Mm. I mean, it's just, just, that's just my thought. I agree. You know, I can understand where you're coming from too. So, yeah. Okay. So what do you think about Tara taking sole custody of Harrison though? Terrible. Because of what happened in the park, she—I think that's an overreaction. Yeah, Ashlyn got upset. He, you know, he got upset. He had the little, the little situation with um, his breathing, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, maybe he overreacted a little bit when he was yelling at them to get um, Harrison away from him. But I think they're also overreacting to, well, Harrison can't be around this. Like we have to protect him from here or from Ashlyn, and he can't see him deteriorating before his eyes, and that's going to be rough on him. And it's like people go, kids go through this all the time. You guys are, they're severely overreacting to it. And I, I think they just need for Tara. We know why she's doing it. Mm-hmm. We know she just wants to. I think stick it to Ashlyn for one. 
and just completely move on over to the Abbots. But I would think that Kyle would have a little more empathy. And he's not. Like, mm-hmm. he's the way that, and even, I think even Jack tried to get him to see, like, see things from Ashton's point of view. Like, he's going through a lot. He found out his wife, you know, had a whole affair on him, got pregnant by somebody else. The kid that he had been raising for the last four years, however old that little boy is, you know, finding out that kid isn't his mm-hmm. and then having to go through this whole situation where now she she and his son are living in the house of the man that she had an affair with. And and he's sick and dying. So, like, show try to see things from his point of view and have a little compassion for the guy. He's frustrated right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like Kyle just... I don't know. I'm just surprised at him with the way initially I understood it because of the way Tara came to town, you know, talking about how how ruthless Ashlyn was and how he was threatening to take Harrison, blah, blah, blah. But now I feel like Kyle needs to loosen up on Ashlyn a little bit, especially considering what he's going through and have a little empathy for the man. Mm-hmm. Like, don't 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 react to this by saying that you're going to take custody sole custody of his kid you're going to take his kid away from him mm-hmm. like that's I don't know I think that's unfair it is it's I mean I'm I guess I think the writers were going in one direction and now with Michael Miller not you know of course confirming his exit which is Kyle Abbott on the show Mm-hmm. I'm wondering that they had to switch midstream on the direction that they were going to take the storyline because um, where are they going to go with this? I mean, I'm I'm interested to find out now that Kyle is like all knee deep into this situation. Is it that this little boy is not his kid? Mm-hmm. You know, was he actually uh, Ashlyn's kid? all the time. I, I mean, we went from a whole storyline, this girl coming to town, his illness and everything. I'm wondering which direction they're going to go with because now that you've taken, what was the purpose of t- Tara besides saying like you say, reaction? What's the end goal with that overreaction? Are you just purposely trying to stick it to this man? Or were you actually trying to I'm, that's where I'm trying to figure that out with what the writers did with this. Unless it's going in the direction where, you know, is um, Kyle going to be blindsided because of all those stuff that they did. Got soul custody and everything. Now this mm-hmm. boy ain't even his kid. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I, <laughs> obviously it's getting ready to come out that what you know, Tara and Sally playing. Yeah. I will say as much as, because uh, I guess that can lead us into this whole Phyllis and Billy thing, because they're in cahoots mm-hmm. of trying to blow both uh, Sally and Tara out the water because, you know, um, Phyllis absolutely thinks that they had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, I will say something on Monday is very interesting. And I'll, you know, like I said, I tend to drop nuggets. There's a conversation that happens between Billy and Phyllis. And Phyllis is all about 
I need to find out what's going on. She need to be here with her friends and family, blah, 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 blah. And Billy gave her the side eye a little bit. And he said, you know, with everything that's going on, you also got to remember that this girl accepted the job of a lifetime and she's living in one of the biggest fashion capitals of the world. Mm -hmm. And you want her to come back to GC just because you want her to prove something. And so she said, um, yeah, but she left all that for the man of her dreams. And, 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 and Billy said, are you sure that that's the man of her dreams? Because, I mean, how many times have they broken up? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just interesting that, you know, I understand Phyllis want to get to the truth, which the truth definitely needs to come out. They definitely was a part of all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, maybe this was for the best because my thing is if Summer took, the, she made the choice to do this. There's so many ways she could have stayed here. Because me and you, we talked about this on the podcast about a month ago. Mm-hmm. All she had to do is tell Kyle and Jack, this girl is blackmailing me. She going to take your son away from you if I tell you the truth. Do you know they would have had all, and she's a Newman too, Victor mm-hmm. would have had all spies across the world hunt that girl down. He has never failed so far, right? Right. So it's not, it's like, okay, did she really want to be there? Because she have all the ammunition and the firepower and the backing to get her out of that situation with Tara. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um. So I think this is where the writers failed mm-hmm. with the storyline is because all the way, literally all the way up until the point until Tara basically threatened her and told her she had to take that job. Summer didn't have any issues with being with Kyle and Kyle having a son. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they showed the typical insecurities of, you know, the woman that he had an affair with coming back into town, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, it's a justified insecurity. It's a justified reaction that she had. Mm-hmm. But never once did they show her being insecure <clears throat> about him spending time with his son. She was always supportive. She was supportive supportive about Kyle um, coming out to people about that being his kid before Kyle wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like she, multiple times she asked Kyle when he, when he agreed with, you know, to, with Tara to not say anything about Harrison being his she asked him several times, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like, this is your son. Are you going to be okay with this kid growing up not knowing you exist? Like, she she said that to him. And mm-hmm. she said that to him, you know, a few times. So, up until the point, until Tara threatened her with um, leaving the country and taking that job, or she was going to take Harrison from Kyle, she was totally okay with being with Kyle and being married to him and um becoming a stepmom it was it was then was when she questioned well do I really want to be a stepmom is this really the best thing to do like I don't want to get in the middle of Kyle and his son having a relationship because of you know because of Tara threatening to take his kid blah 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 that's when she started having doubts Mm -hmm. so I feel like if this was the route the writers were going to take they should have did that from jump when she found out that Harrison was um, was Kyle's kid mm-hmm. because now it doesn't make sense for her to suddenly second guess the relationship 
And and that goes back to the question if Summer is actually leaving this leaving the show because we got a lot of cameos from her since she left GC. Yeah, know? yeah. I was expecting her to like her Just, last show to be when she actually left GC. Right. Or, so I was kind of shocked when they showed her again with Nick in Italy. Right, and then they had that video call that she did with Phyllis. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, okay. Because at first I'm like, well, maybe they had to write the storyline the way that they did because maybe Hunter King is leaving the show or whatever. But she's still having appearances. So, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's coming up, but it's it's not like before, like when Hunter King go to do other projects, she was gone, gone, right? Right. So it's like, okay, writers, what did y'all do all this for? If Hunter King is not going anywhere, it would have been more drama for her to stick around town and blow up the spot that, you know, Tara is trying to put in place with this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't, like you say, it's a, it's a failed attempt on the writers and how they did this. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you talking about somebody, like I said, who has the firepower from two prominent families. Tara been in, in town a nanosecond. I can best believe you. Even if Jack didn't believe you, Victor would have. Yep. Victor, if, if someone went up in there right now and said, I got a problem. That girl that's living in Jack's house is intervening in my marriage and she's trying to blackmail me or, you know, coerce me to leave town or mm-hmm. she's going to play with that boy, I can guarantee you Victor would have had all the nuts and bolts and even maybe recruited Adam to help stop. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it just don't make sense. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, we don't need to hang on that storyline for too long, but do you think Phyllis is going to succeed on taking Tara down, or do she have she met her match? Um, Tara, Tara is definitely going to get. They're going to find out about her. There's no way that the writers can um, continue on this journey of Tara being playing the victim for the next. And I don't even think even the next six months, right? Because because they've let us in on too much of what she's doing. Doing right. So you know when we you know when we know like the dirt and the details of what somebody is doing behind the scenes that nobody else um sees right now mm-hmm. that it's not gonna last very long and they're gonna get found out. Yep. You are absolutely correct. Um I don't know how much longer it's gonna go, but the fact that that Billy um is suspicious and now they've got Phyllis being suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to come out soon. And that makes me feel like that maybe they have come to some kind of um, agreement on Hunter King's contract because Phyllis has done she's she's done a 180 to how she feels about Summer leaving town because before when Summer left Phyllis wasn't, you know, she wasn't sticking her nose in anything. She was basically telling Kyle, like, you have to accept this. This is where she's going. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. That kind of talk. Like, she wasn't she wasn't poking around and 
um, in Tara's, you know, affairs or trying to keep an eye on Tara or doing any of that until last week. So mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if maybe that means that they figured out either figured out what they were going to do with the role of Summer, maybe recasting her if they haven't come to an agreement with Hunter King, or if maybe Hunter King was able to come to an agreement with her contract and she's staying going a little longer. Well, here's the thing. Then what happens with Summer and Kyle? So say, for example, if she does stick around and they renegotiate the contract, Michael Miller did not. So the, the town with no Kyle and Kyle on, you know, or recast. Maybe that maybe they'll recast Kyle too. They have done it before. He's Kyle number four, right? Yeah. So I mean that's possible. Anybody can be recast. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. So I guess we'll um, see. let me see. Have anything else with that? I'm trying to think. Oh, what do you think about um I'm trying to think. I mean, it seems like Lily is okay with everything with the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Because that's having be- all of that ties into, you know, we got one side with, with Tara and all that. Then you got the other side with Billy and Phyllis and sending her out of town. You know, uh, there's this other part where Lily is now having to cut in because I think she spend extra time when Billy isn't. Mm-hmm. Kids, I know it's 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 an interesting thing to watch with the all with the four of them. Um, that's why I'm hoping that the writers kind of combine this thing and maybe Tara and Ashlyn have some big ploy that they're doing with this. Yeah, the only downside to that though, that would mean that his relationship with Victoria is going to go sour if that's what they're really doing. And I I really like those two together. Yeah, I mean, I would I would hope that, you know, remember I was saying I wish that they would make him healthy for that purpose, you know, saying, hey, we found a, a cure, we caught it, you're good, kind of like what they did with Sharon and her cancer, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that they end up staying together because they do make a good on-screen chemistry. Yeah, yeah, but if, if it comes out that they're, that he and Tara are scheming, then yeah, then that's done. That's out the window because you know Victoria ain't gonna. She's not gonna take him back after that. And especially if this is taking part of Newman in the process. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be huge if that's the case. But I guess we gotta wait and see. Um. Oh yeah, and then we got that other. Sto- Are we done with that storyline? Did you have anything else on Phyllis? Oh, let me ask you this. I think it was real stupid for Sally to be having that conversation in Grand Phoenix with Tara. It's of like, course. you catch them. Her her thing should be, look, I'm going to talk to you later and walk away. Phyllis was right back there watching them. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is Kyle is now be, is suspicious about how Summer got that job. And mm-hmm. he's, he's looking at, at Sally. Yeah, because he was pissed when Sally came over to the house looking for Jack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and he started talking to her about it. It's awful funny how Summer got that position and suddenly you're in the job that you've always wanted. So um, if Kyle starts poking around in, in that little area trying to figure out if Sally had anything to do with it, then that's going to come back on Tara. 
And see, okay, here's again, you know, with this whole thing, even though Kyle and, and even Phyllis or whatever don't expect Sally to have that job, Lauren put her in there. Mm-hmm. Lauren could have easily said, you know what, with the history and all, I'm going to still need you to be my junior exec. I need to see how this go. Even if Summer recommended her. Everybody wants to make this look like, and I mean, yes, she did, was part of the problem. But there's some accountability to go around because Lauren is the one that gave her the job. Lauren didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And um, they're making it look like, you know, well, you know, you got this job, your dream job that Summer used to have. Okay, but Summer also have her dream job of a lifetime as well. It, you know, maybe I'm just looking at this at a whole in a practical manner, but it's just interesting that they blame her for getting that job. She didn't take that job. The job was given to her. But the but Sally is part of the problem though. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, make it like I wanna make excuses for her. But if you want to be mad at somebody about her having a job, you need to talk to Lauren about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she the one that gave it to her. You know. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, are we done with that? Oh, we got anything else? Uh, no. Okay, and then that. the last part of this is Mariah being missing. What do you think about this story, Lana? I'm just ready to see who it is that, that has her captured. Um, Do you think I, it's Stitch? I feel like it, the writers are making it too obvious for it to be him. Okay. So I feel like there's some kind of twist in here because we're all expecting it to be Stitch because he, you know, he's been a little seems, to us, he seems a little shady. Okay. Because he keeps lurking around. So I feel like that would be the obvious pick. Um, I've heard, I've seen some people online for some reason they think it's Nina, which that's- I, I I was thinking that too because Nina is making so many excuses and it's her mannerisms and how she's acting. You, but that's never that wouldn't be. Well, I guess it wouldn't be in Stitch's because, character either. I just can't see her doing something like that. But the only reason that I say that is because. Ever since this has started, now in the beginning, because remember, I don't know if I said this last week or when I did the podcast before the week before, mm-hmm. I'm like, why do Nina keep making excuses? Why is she, oh, well, no, well, maybe it's this. Well, no, it, she'll be fine. Oh, she told us to stay away. I mean, this girl got a whole baby that belonged to somebody else in her body. And then the other thing is Tessa. Tessa knows her more than anybody in that room, more than Nina, more than Abby. Tessa knows that this is not consistent behavior of Mariah. And for them to, you know, Nina has consistently downplayed this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's like, this girl been missing and she's only responding by text messages. She's pregnant. Who does that? I mean, and especially she's a surrogate. Part of I would think in that contract that they have is that you just can't pick up and leave and then just have a distant communication through text. Mm-hmm. You know, so with Nina making all those excuses, she's been making excuses for the last two weeks. And I'm like, what is up with her? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. If I haven't heard from somebody that's close to me 
and I'm only hearing through them by text. And every time I call you, you're not answering the phone, but you can send me random text messages. Something's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, what do you think? You don't think that maybe Nina? I mean, anything's possible on that show. I just, mm-hmm. I just can't see Nina doing something like that. That just seems way, like, way beyond out of character for her. And what would be her reasoning for it? And then what would she do with Mariah? Is she planning on killing Mariah? Because it it would come out that it was her that did it. Yeah, I I have no idea. It just seems so weird that she's so passive about all of this. But all of them are, really. Devon has been a little passive about it. Um, Even... I feel like even Sharon has been kind of passive about it. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that either. I mean, if my daughter is doing something that is inconsistent in her behavior, it's going to bring up a red flag. And for Sharon to be like, well, maybe she just needs some time. That girl is, what, four or five months pregnant? Yeah. Come on. I mean, it's not like she's just a single girl that's just out there living her life like Summer. Right. You know, you, you're being a surrogate right now, and you got people depending on you. They care about your well-being. You got a whole girlfriend at home. And for, you know, for Sharon, Nina, and um, Abby has been back and forth. So I'll give it to her. One moment she's calm. The next moment don't make sense. She had that dream this week as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's been back and forth. T- Tessa even though she's been agreeing with them, she's not in her heart agreeing with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, Sharon and Nina, I was, when when that whole scene with Sharon happened and she downplayed that, I'm like, do you know your daughter? Right. <laughs> the only other thing that I can think of, if it's not Stitch and if it's not Nina, maybe they've aged Stitch's son. He's got a mental problem. Maybe he was the one that did something to you talking about his son? Stitch's son, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they aged him and he's like a teenager or a young adult now or something like that. And he broke out of wherever he's supposed to be at and did something to Mariah. I don't I don't know if it's you know, if it's Stitch is the obvious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Is Which it I too hate obvious? because I like Stitch. What'd you say? Is it too obvious? It's too obvious. That's why it makes me think that it's not him because it's way too obvious that he they're making it too obvious that it probably is him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They they need to figure out what they're going to do with that storyline. I'm I'm so over it. They should have bought Chance or a Chance replacement or somebody yeah. back to town for this whole thing and look like they're trying to put Abby and Stitch together. Why would you do that in the middle of a baby being being it, it's just it's just stupid. It's a it's, stupid storyline to me. To be honest, Stitch was probably my favorite um match for because he was totally opposite of um of Abby. You know, he's a, a working man. He was mm. kind of blue collar or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean he's a doctor now but um, I know I always liked them together, so I was kind of sad when they had to split up and Stitch left the show. So it that's why I'm gonna hate if he's the one that's doing this, if he turns out to be the bad guy in all of this because mm-hmm. I really liked him before. And I honestly wouldn't have minded seeing them uh break up Abby and 
chance and put her back with Stitch, but not like yeah, not like this. Not with him out of the picture and in the middle of a pregnancy. That just seems weird. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just weird. You know, I mean, he has been non-existent. And I mean, we got random text messages, a sweatshirt from Devon, you know, and then now we haven't even gotten any more text messages from Chance, have we? Not lately. I think so. You know, I mean, the last text message that, you know, they put in the storyline was probably about three weeks ago. Because they've been only focused on Stitch and missing Mariah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I just think they're just trying to figure this thing out. They created a storyline, they got rid of the guy that was a part of the storyline, and then they don't know what to do with it from that point forward. Yeah. Oh, I'm shocked. I can't wait to see how this is going to end up. Yeah. And look like they did give us previews for next week that, um, you know, Mariah's locked in some room. Did yeah. You see that? Yeah. Yes, I saw that. So, I don't know. We'll feel, I guess we'll see. But now all of a sudden, Stitch got a job as the head of surgery. Mm-hmm. I want them to, I, I want to know if he's telling the truth. And maybe um, Nate can give some answers on that. Because for, for both of them to do, be doctors, they have not crossed paths yet. Oh yeah, they work in the same hospital. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. So I'm wondering if it's a situation where maybe Abby can ask Nate. You know, hey, um, I understand that Stitch took over his head of surgery. You know, whatever, and he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if, <laughs> you if know, something like that. Yeah. If he's behind this, maybe that's how his cover gets blown. Yeah, through Nate. So. Look at that girl. We didn't create a whole new storyline. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we covered everything for this week. Did you do? Are we uh, missing anything? I don't believe so. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the second half of the show, which is the recap of the bold and the beautiful for the week of um, July 19th through the July 23rd. So this week, Carter and Quinn gave in to their desire again. When Eric wanted to cancel the jury line, Carter convinced Eric to keep it. Steffi turned down an impromptu wedding in her living room and offered Paris to make herself at home at the Cliff House. Which storyline do you want to take? It's only two. So but yeah, let's talk about Paris and, and all them first. I think that's the dumbest thing ever. It's it's weird to me, and I don't I don't get it. <laughs> First of all, why would you not just stay in the apartment that um, Zoe had? Why wouldn't you just take over that lease? Is it too expensive, or like? But what was he's the head of the foundation and Forrester Creation. What type of check are you getting? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, what are they paying her that she's having such a hard time finding something affordable? that's what everybody is saying if you look at the <laughs> comments they're like you mean to tell me you got a prominent position where you was all up in Eric and and, and uh, all in the executive suite offices working but you can't pay your own rent she said she was in her car yes well she said that she's been she's staying in a hotel but she's like staying in the hotel and half of her stuff is still in her car exactly and it's yeah. like okay Writers, what are you talking about? This girl got a whole job. She's been working there for a while. 
And yeah. some people was like, well, while you was busy not minding your business, you should have been looking for a new place. Right. And her sister was a, you know, you know, a supermodel or whatever. Mm-hmm. So your sister couldn't help you out for if you're struggling like that. Or could your sister not continue to pay that that rent until you found, you know what I mean? Right. There's I so many like, ways for this to work for her, not living yeah. with Steffi. Yeah, I feel like that. I don't understand. I'm curious to see where they're trying to go with this because some, even you know what some people are saying, right? Yeah, they're they're thinking that something is going to happen between her and Finn, but mm-hmm. I don't. There's still something about I don't know if it's the way they dress her uh-huh. or what it is, but there's still something about her that feels super young. Correct. Kind of like how when um um uh, what's her name's niece was on the show. Um, what was that girl's name? Uh, the one that that died in the car accident when Thomas was following her. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about yeah. Mm-hmm. She to me, she feels young like that, like she's eighteen, nineteen years old. Not she looks young. The way they dress her, I think, makes her look super young. Mm-hmm. So it would just be weird to me. Because I feel like Steffi and Finn are older, like older than, like so much older than her. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I don't know. It, it would be yeah. Weird I mean, Diamond in there, and then something like that happens. Yeah, Diamond White, who plays um, Paris, she was she's twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she is very she's young. very young. Yeah, so she's like ten years younger than them. Yeah, because how old is Steffi? I think. I mean, Jacqueline. In real life, I believe she's like 32, 33. Let me see. I'll tell you in a hot second. Oh, she's 34. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's 34. Yeah. So, yeah. This reminds me of, like, the way that they jumped into this reminds me of how they jumped into the stuff with Carter and Quinn. Where Mm -hmm. Carter and Quinn and and Zoe. Mm -hmm. Zoe and Quinn were never really in each other's orbit. They weren't friends. You never saw them in scenes together before um, they, you know, basically forged this whole love triangle. Mm-hmm. And suddenly her and Zoe are best friends um, and she's advocating for Zoe. And and then all of a sudden, Quinn and Carter are involved and, and Quinn and Carter have never really been like in the same like that together. Right. And now it's like all of a sudden... I feel like this is well, it's probably not the first scene that Steffi and um, Paris have had together but I feel mm-hmm. like this is really the first time that they've ever interacted and I mm-hmm. think it's the first time she's ever interacted with Finn that I can remember Yeah, and all of a sudden she's moving into their house all because you know she was able to now I can understand if they want her to sit with the baby every now and then or even, you know, if help her get a place, yeah. you know, I mean, she worked for the company, you know, maybe say, okay, hey, we got access to different hotel, I mean, not hotel, uh, different suites or apartments or something. We'll help you yeah. get set up, but to move them into the cliff house. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. Oh. I just don't. Um, and then the way that they had her looking at Finn when she was hugging Steffi, I'm like, don't do that. Please yeah. don't. 
And the other thing about like, that is she just came out of the whole storyline of you know being on her high horse about Carter and Quinn correct. having an affair. So then you throw her into this storyline. If this is, and I, we don't know for sure that that's where they're going, but I mean the way that they, the way that this is being set up, it feels like that's where they're they're going to go with it. So you're going to throw her into a storyline where now she's possibly going to have an affair mm-hmm. with a married man. Mm-hmm. If that's what they're doing, so yeah, that's the other reason why it doesn't make sense because it just it's not her. It, this would be like Hope having a a for real um, affair with a married man. Like that does that's not that's not a Hope's character, right? So it just, it, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I hope they don't go that route, but it sure it sure looks like it. Yeah. I mean, why are you moving this girl into the house? And then the the looks and the glances and how she's looking at Finn and everything. It's like oh, I would have preferred if they were well if they were gonna put her in some drama. I would have preferred maybe something with her and Zenday and either bring a, another actress on if I'm called. I'm sorry. Hello? Yeah. Oh, I've been sitting in the same spot. I'm not sure what's happening. Say that again. I was just saying if they were going to put Paris in the middle of some drama, yeah. I would have preferred it be something with her and Zenday and either bringing on a new actress to play the role of Nicole. Mm-hmm. To um, come back for Zenday. Yeah, since Zoe isn't there anymore, they got room for another actor. Mm-hmm. Bring on, bring on somebody to play the role of Nicole. Yeah, to come back for Zenday, or maybe bring Nicole's sister back on the show. Bring Maya back on, and maybe there's some drama in there because Maya doesn't like Paris because that's her sister's ex, or make make Thomas a part of the triangle. I don't know, but that I don't know but what they're. What it seems like they're introducing with her moving into Steffi's house just is weird. Very. It's very weird. And you know, so oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling this this storyline because like you say, if she Emma did, Sorry. Huh? I'm sorry. Uh what what's her name's niece's name just came to mind. Her name was Emma. Justin's oh, Emma. Niece. Yeah. Emma. yeah okay sorry go ahead that's okay um yeah it makes her look like a hypocrite you spent weeks going after quinn and carter over you know what they did to zoe and eric and then you move up in this house and they lead into a whole situation between her and finn right it's like what did you have her preach all of that high moral ground if she turned around and do the same thing? Now, granted, it is a soap, okay? Mm-hmm. But that would be a, taking a leap to do that with Paris. Right. A big um, leap. A big leap. Because even before Quinn and Carter, she was getting, you know, getting on Zoe's case about how she was treating Carter and flirting with Zenday. So they've made her the moral police of relationships. 
I you still there? Yes. Can you hear me? What'd you say? I was saying even before the Quinn and Carter situation, mm-hmm. she was getting on Zoe's case about um her, her you know, being her being in that relationship with Carter and then being flirty with Zenday. Right. So I was like, they've basically made her the the moral police of relationships since she's been on the show. Mm-hmm. You know they're still debating over her hair. Oh, really? Yeah. So in the groups? Yeah, within the groups. And I, you know, um, I think from the way it looks, this is actually her hair. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's this debate on whether there's lace fronts involved and things like that. And I'm like, when are you guys going to let this go? <laughs> yeah, it's been... How long she been on the show now? Oh, gosh. She's been on the show... Uh, not, it's almost a year, isn't it? Um, year. Six months to a year, something like that. Maybe about six months. About six months? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but... You know, my thing is Yeah. It's time yeah she's a great actor. What do you think about the song that she sung to the baby? Uh, it was I felt like that was awkward too. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I just I heard pair I heard sing before and it was a whole lot better than this scene. Yeah. No, I I definitely feel like she can sing. For sure. I've heard her sing before, too. And I didn't think she sounded bad in that scene. I just felt like the scene was awkward. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, because the baby was crying with them, and then she started singing. The crazy thing is, when I was watching this, my son was like, who is that? <laughs> so I said, look. <laughs> I said, it's just this scene. She, I've seen her sing on the daytime Emmy. She did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was with this particular scene. I don't know if it's her voice tone that was in this scene. It was a little lower than what she normally does. So, yeah, I I mean, it it was different. I'll just say that because I'm like, dang, that don't even sound like her because I've heard her sing before outside of the show. Oh, okay. you know, the same thing with... with um, it was old. But when, when I hear her songs outside, like, great, awesome. So I don't know if they the show and what they want them to sing and how to sing it. I don't know. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I've seen both girls do an excellent job with their song. Yeah, I do remember that one scene where Kiara Barnes was singing and she sound she sound a little iffy, but she actually she actually can't sing. She can sing. And so she got a lot of criticism in the groups about the song. And people were defending her, including myself. Like, wait a minute. This episode, Makira Barnes, before she got into acting, she was a singer. Right. So her song, she has an absolute, she has to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't know what it is with the I don't know what it is like when you it's like you go to their IG pages and you can see their videos and hear them sing and they sound amazing but for some reason when they do it on the show mm-hmm. 
it's like who who's directing this and not having them redo it or allowing them to sound the way they normally sound sometimes when they have them do and then the other thing is I feel like they have them sing at awkward moments right like because I remember that scene when Kiara Barnes sang to Zenday it was like that was so awkward yeah (laughs) I don't know it's just weird you can tell a difference in the soaps like you see how they do um, on when it comes to African American actors and actresses the difference on like what we got with Armani and Michelle, mm-hmm. it's like bold don't know what to do. I mean, yes, it's to clothing, hairstyles, and things like that. And it's like Makeup. if you don't know what to do, get help. It's funny you say that because I, I, I swear to you, I was thinking that exact same thing um, when I was watching Imani and Amanda in a scene together. I'm like, they just. They just look. So I wonder if they bring in their own hair and makeup people and their own stylists because, or is YNR just that much better than mm-hmm. Bold and Beautiful in that department? Because they always look so good, so you know, so put together. Mm-hmm. And like the stuff that they would put Zoe in, the way that the the way that they would do her, you know, the wigs that they would put on her. And I I understand that she probably wore wigs because in real life she's got a short haircut. Well, let her, I but, mean, Elena's hair is short. What'd you say? Elena's hair is short. Why not let Kiara? Why not let her wear it? Short? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was one, one question that I had in my mind too, was like, I wonder why they won't allow her to wear her hair short or is it her that doesn't want to wear her hair short on Bold and the Beautiful? But even if they're going to put a wig on her there, I've seen women in wigs that could have fooled me. So it's like, why why are you guys not investing in quality stylists? Wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Yeah. yeah, because Young and the Restless don't have no issue with that. Lily, um, you know, the girl that played with Michelle, what is her name? Michelle Morgan? No, no. Lily. Oh, uh, Crystal Khalil. Crystal Khalil. Crystal Khalil, Michelle Morgan, um, Leanne, which is the girl that plays Amani, and even Naya, they know it, it. it's just like okay great you know what I mean yeah when you get with the bold and the beautiful when they had Maya on the show um even when they had um the girl that you just the name Emma Emma and mm-hmm. Kiara Barnes and now Diamond it's like what are these what are you putting on these girls I think the best dressed person on that show is actually Quinn I mean some of the stuff that they put on Hope some of the stuff that even I see Brooke wearing from time to time. Mm-hmm. Rena Sofer must be like, no, I'm wearing my own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe between her and Katie, I think they always look. Yeah, Heather Tom good. and Rena Sofer, their dresses is like, okay, great. Everybody else is like, why What's y'all put that on them? I mean, even with Hope, and I know that they're trying to make her look like uh, modesty or whatever. Yeah, but some of this stuff, it's like, what are you, what y'all doing? And Steffi used to be in that category where I used to love the way that they dressed her, and like in the last twelve months, I feel like it's hit or miss with her. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they they put her some questionable stuff on her, and it's like, where did you guys find that outfit? 
Yeah, it's like I'm wondering if they ever, you know, look at that because, I mean, when we talk Young and the Restless, I know we was talking about those girls, but even Phyllis, Michelle Stafford, mm-hmm. I mean, she wears some good, and even Sharon Case, uh, Young and the Restless know what to do with styling, period. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And even more so with the African-American actresses and stuff on that show. So I know we kind of digressed, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess we got on that. We was talking about Paris, but yeah, that whole thing with Paris living at the house with Carter and I mean, with uh, Steffi and Finn is just, I I just don't get it. Um, It don't make sense. Everybody's talking about it. Maybe that's what they want to do. They want to get everybody talking like, you know, why can't she get her own place? She got a good job. Or like you just said, why not take over the rental payments at Zoe's house? Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that this will be one of those situations where we think the writers are going in one direction and then they go a different they way. Change, yeah, they change their mind and decide not to go forward with whatever they were thinking and then with no explanation she just, suddenly she finds an apartment and moves out and there's nothing else that happens with that I hope so. <laughs> And then what did you think about, because right before this all happened, there's Steffi turning down that impromptu wedding in her living room. I'm like, Finn, really? She don't even know your family. She knows nothing about anything besides the fact you work at the hospital and that y'all been dating. Yeah, I'm glad she told him no. Yeah, me too. And she made good points. She was like, I, you know, I, we still need to meet, I still need to meet your family. I haven't met your parents. And he had that look on his face after You're she right. And I'm like, uh-oh. What is going on there? Like, does he not get along with his parents? Like, is there, like, what is the issue there? I wonder. Well, According to the sneak peek next week, next week, Finn's father come on the scene next week. So mm-hmm. we'll get to see that for sure. What's going on with his dad that he tried to not talk about. Yeah, I'm interested to see what that's about. For yeah. sure. Okay. Did we have anything else with uh, Steffi and Finn and Parrish? Mm-mm. Okay. Let's do this other storyline with Carter, Finn, and Eric. Oh, wait a minute. Before we move to that, did you see Brooke seem like she's trying to talk Eric and Ridge into her being the co-CEO over Steffi? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like... She don't go sit down somewhere. (laughs) He didn't already told you my daughter is going to be the CEO. And she's like, yeah, but she ain't here. Why don't you let me do it? And I'm like, girl... You're yeah, just she kept yourself it. right now because Quinn is out the picture. Yep. I thought I didn't like that at all. I'm yeah. like, this girl just had a baby. She's trying to get that situated. She's working from home. Right. And you're trying to take her position? Come on. And then she was like, we could be just like uh, Stephanie and Eric. I'm like, girl, please. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And I'm glad that I hope that. It, um, Rich sticks to his guns and continues to shut her down about that. Yeah, because she she don't she needs to just go somewhere and sit down. That's what she needs to do. And she went and took all these professional photos and all this stuff. And I'm like, what you doing? What is she doing all this for? Remember, she was taking them pictures and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Please. Yeah, she working up on something. Although it would be uh it would be entertaining to watch something that is business drama happen, which that would be business related drama. That so would be I wouldn't mind seeing the drama behind that if she does try to to push for being the co CEO. I just mm-hmm. hope she doesn't succeed if they do go through that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be interesting drama if there is some type of fight between um Ridge, I mean between Brooke and Steffi. The other thing is remember, Thomas wanted a piece of the throne too. Yeah. So, you know, that would probably get him all out of, you know, get him upset about that as well. Like, wait a minute. You got me and your daughter. I mean, and your uh, and your daughter looking to be owners of the company, and she's just gonna come in and move us out the way. Yeah, that would make for entertainment. Yeah. So, all right. So Quinn decides, well, Quinn and Carter decides to sleep with sleep with each other again. <laughs> now, you. what are your thoughts on that? If if Carter is gonna go through it. Um, continuing to have this little, what do they call those? I mean, I guess technically it's still an affair because she's not divorced yet. Right. But if he's going to continue to to do this, then he, he just needs to quit. Yep. Because now they're sneaking around. Mm-hmm. Like kids, you know what I mean? Like kids that aren't allowed to date each other. Mm-hmm. So he may as well just come clean and just tell him, like, look, I, I know you guys want me to um I know you guys wanted me to like stay away mm-hmm. from her, but I can't, so I gotta do what's best for me. And I gotta I gotta quit. Yeah, I honestly think that he needs to move on. First of all, I mean, one thing because of the fact of what's going on between Carter and Quinn, but how are you going to put an ultimatum on me that in order for me to to stay here, you know, I, who I can and cannot see? Mm-hmm. You know, um, now I do think at the same time, they, you know, Quinn needs to finish that, clean up that unfinished business that she had with Eric. Go ahead and get that divorce final. Get it out the way. One other thing I will mention is that Quinn is taking accountability for her actions because she's making statements like, yep, I messed up. I know, you know, I did this. I have to own it, which we don't get that a lot from some other folks on the show. It's always, I made a mistake. I didn't know what I was doing. That type of thing. It just happened where she was like, yep, I did it. You know, and she tends to own up on own up to it. Um, what did you think about Carter saving her jury line? Um, I think that was twofold. I think he did. It was something that would make Quinn happy, but he what he said made sense. Like we would lose, we'd be losing millions of dollars. Like there's no point in letting that line go. It's possible for it to still be here without. 
I don't know, I guess without them having to, to deal with Quinn, which was what was Eric's concern was. He just doesn't want anything to do with her. So, And then, of course, mm-hmm. Brooke and her little oh, he, he wants to save her jewelry line? Absolutely not. Like, girl, go away. <laughs> well, I mean, my thing is is that they're making a ton of money off of her jewelry. And there, I think they were saying that there's a waiting list or something for mm-hmm. something in one of the boutiques or whatever. Yeah. Um, Eric is in his feelings right now, so he ain't thinking about business. He's just like, nope, I'm done with it. Let it go. Leave it alone. Honestly, I, I I would love for Quinn to walk away with her jewelry line. Take it with you. Yes. You know, I mean, if you, because other than that, what could he do? He could absolutely take over her business and cut her out. I mean, and that's how life works. She's an artisan before she ever became Mrs. Forrester. Right. So if I was her, I would have said, you know what? No. Nah. You know, since I'm done, you're done with me, and you have every right to be. But that also means my 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 jewelry line. I'm taking it with me. She owns it. Yeah. Now, unless there's something in the contract where you know it was made like a merger, or they have rights to the company, then yes, yeah, she's gonna have a fight on her hand. But if it's just strictly hers and she can carve it out, because, I mean, Eric was willing to get rid of it anyway because he don't want nothing to do with her, period. Mm-hmm. Pick your jewelry line and you got your whole finance. Because there's this whole thing with fans that's saying, oh, I hope they lose everything. They're going to have nothing at the end of the day. Mm. He has a career as an attorney and she has her own business. Right. So, you know, to think that these hypocritical characters all three of them in that room got the nerve to say i'm gonna take your entire life from you because you did exactly what i did but don't do as i do do as i say mm-hmm. yeah okay i'll be like yeah you can kick rocks on that one yeah <laughs> yeah i um i feel like i agree mm-hmm. but then like I want her to stay there because Brooke doesn't want her jewelry line to continue. So I kind of wanted to, I, I wanted to, to, to stay there because it would be kind of like a, you're sticking it to Brooke because she totally expected Eric to, which he was going to do, totally expected Eric to just get rid of it. And he didn't because of Carter. Well, I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, just say what they actually could do with Quinn, because Quinn is such a, I guess with her mentality, she is a survivalist. Mm -hmm. So I would even put her in a position where, because they don't have any, I mean, of of course, we got Steffi, she's Mm co-CEO, but if they got Spencer and they got Forrester, why not add another piece of competition in there where not only she starts up a jewelry line, she hires a whole own small fashion division and since you want to throw me out and ruin me because of partly you're responsible for as well make her a competitor you know, that'll definitely stick it to Brooke too. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, not only I'm not no longer here, but now I'm against you. Yeah. 
Because as long as they got control of her line, they have say-so in whatever and how she moves. And that's the part that I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think she needs to get out of that umbrella. And if she's if they're going to keep her on the show, make her where she's now the competition. And I think that's what's been lately making Young and the Restless so interesting because we had the whole Chancecom and Newman Media going up against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's that competition with who can do it better in the business that they're in. And it would be nice to have a woman-owned business on the show, too. Yeah, that's true. Since Sally isn't there anymore. Right. Sally was that one person at that point, like you just said. And now she's over in General City and that whole melting pot with Tara, you know, put a a situation where, because Quinn is a force to be reckoned with. If she put all that energy into running a business, she would be probably the next Bill Spencer. Now, Bill Spencer is a narcissist, but hopefully she won't be as bad as him. (laughs) But because that's why her and Bill probably got together in the first place because of that fierce attitude that they have. Mm-hmm. Girl, she would probably wipe the floor with the Foresters if she had her own business. Yeah. I would she, love to Honestly, that. though, like, at the level that the Foresters are at, she would probably just need to collaborate with somebody that's already established. Cause exactly. It would be difficult for her to to be a startup fashion line and be in any type of competition with the foresters. So let me ask you this: Do you think that just say they push Sally and her line back over to the bold and the beautiful? How would you think that would have worked out with her and Sally? I think that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how long that would have lasted because her and Sally are both strong personalities. that's true that's true but it would it it would have been fun to watch that i feel like they would have been perfect partners honestly because they're both willing to do whatever they need to do to get what they want yeah i i just don't want her to because there's supposed to be some big thing that she's going to do in regards to this divorce by the end of this week Mm -hmm. that is supposed to be so shocking and so I don't know what that is. I'm hoping that she walks away with her business in tow. But I hope she yeah. don't come up and then say, I give up everything just to be with Carter. And then I'm going to be like, girl, come on. I think I honestly think that's what it's going to be. Not necessarily her business. Like, I don't think, I definitely don't think she's going to give up her business. But there was there were a couple of comments that Brooke made this week that was alluding to maybe them thinking that Queen is going to try to like, Take money, take money, or mm-hmm. part of the company, or whatever, or take half, or something like that. Like I believe that's what they're expecting her to do, and I think she's going to do the exact opposite, where she's going to say, "I don't want anything from Eric. I just now you know, I would be I want okay my company. with that. I would definitely be okay with that. Yeah, because if she has her business, she she'll survive. I mean, the business makes tens of millions of dollars. So if she's going to walk away with just her business, I'm okay with that. But if she said, I don't want nothing to do with the Foresters, just give me my my jewelry business. I don't want no money. I don't want no alimony, no spousal support, none of that. Mm-hmm. I just want to with my heart and toe with Carter. Okay, but I don't want her to lose everything over him. Yeah, I don't think yeah. she will. I think that's what's. I think it's going to be that is she's just not she's not going to ask for anything at all. She's just going to walk away, 
basically was what she came into the marriage with was right. her jewelry business. And there, I think that's what's going to be shocking. Be that announcement. But, yeah, because I don't think they're expecting that at all. Yeah. They're yeah. expecting her to fight. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, I wonder what, well, I mean, in Brooke's defense, she could be like, okay, you don't walk away with nothing. But I think Brooke is so bent on winning her argument of what she think people who and are who they are, she's gonna be floored by that. You don't want nothing. I and that's fight with you. And that's probably that's probably how it's gonna come out that her and Carter are together because they're gonna because Brooke isn't gonna be able to drop it and she's gonna wonder like, I can't believe she didn't fight for, you know, half your money or part of the company. I can't believe she just gave up like that. There must be something else going on. She must be up to something. And I feel like that's probably how they're going to find out her and Carter are still seeing each other. So then because... what happens to Carter then? Do he, because unless he's, somebody was saying that he's not a not that type of dude to work for Bill, right? So I don't think he's he's got that type of personality, but I think right. that that's the direction that they're going. Do you think they're going to make him ruthless? No. He's just going to be that good attorney that works for Bill. Yeah, I think him and Bill are going to like clash and bump heads because of it because he's not like Justin. Um, but I don't think they're going to make Carter ruthless. The problem is is that Justin is all on. Did did they agree to having Justin be their eyes and ears for Forrester over Spencer? I don't know. Um, so he's not going to be their eyes and ears at Spencer because he's not going to be able to. Bill isn't going to let him back in that company. But right. they did they did um or ridge uh, basically shook his hand as if he was going to accept okay. the offer to okay. to get information from justin okay got it yeah so i didn't watch friday because i was traveling yesterday did i miss anything from friday what happened on friday I'm trying to dis- I'm trying to distinguish Friday from the rest of the week. I know they talked to um Paris more. She basically moved her stuff in. Um okay. Oh, you know what? I missed the end of it on Friday. So, okay. Um Quinn was at Spencer talking to her son, what's his name, Wyatt and Flo. Mm-hmm. And they were basically questioning her about um because Carter called her while she, while she was there and she was being you know kind of she was giving bland answers because Carter knew that she was somewhere where she couldn't really talk so of course Wyatt and Flo were like poking at her trying to figure out who she was talking to and where she was rushing off to um but I didn't see what happened after that I know she met Carter at her apartment but I can't remember what happened after that. Okay. I think they slept together again or they were getting ready to sleep together again. Okay. What I thought was going to happen um, because the Eric and Bridge and all them were I guess he was getting his documents and stuff together to meet with the lawyer to do the whole divorce thing. I thought what was going to happen because Quinn put that dress back on was that she was going to show up to I thought they were going to have a meeting or something like that with their lawyers and she was going to show up in that dress and they were going to figure out that she was the one that was at Carter's house but um, 
that didn't happen. Yeah, so because that's what everybody else was saying in the groups is like somebody gonna see her with the dress on, but the problem is she's not allowed back in Forrester. So how would they? Because I because we what I was thinking was that they were going to meet her, Eric, Carter, and then whoever was going to be representing Quinn in the divorce. I thought they were going to have a meeting, mm-hmm. and that's how Eric was going to realize that that was a dress that they saw on the phone call. Okay, yeah, or else they may see it in court. Well, I don't think they're going to court today. Or... I thought that they're supposed to be going to court next week. Oh, are they? I thought so, because that's when she turns it. Supposedly have this big announcement, uh, surprising, shocking revelation about... Hold on, let me see. Well, I, I would hope by next week she would have changed her clothes. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but I'm just saying they might have her wear just because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, let me see. What I guess for. they do drag on uh, days. It'd be the same day and so forth for like a week. Okay. Let me see. I'm trying to see. I'm almost... Yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah. Eric is shocked at Quinn stands on their divorce. That's what uh, that's what it says. So we'll definitely see. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Finn's father next week too. I mean, to give yeah, us a pace. We got a break from Hope and Liam this week, which is great. Yeah. So. Okay. Did we cover everything? I think we did. Okay. Well, I'm going to drop a couple teasers for the week of the 26th. Ashlyn is challenged by Victoria. Chelsea receives an ultimatum from Adam. Summer, Victor, and Nikki connect. So, there we go again. She's still on canvas. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyle comes to Tara's defense. Sally surprised by Jack. Abby and Devon worry about Mariah. Elena is kept in suspense by Nate. Phyllis becomes aggressive with Sally. Boy, um, Devon and Amanda agree on a big decision to solidify their relationship. Okay, Jack is cornered into making a tough decision. Ray receives a warm welcome from Sharon. Chloe and Chelsea a course of action regarding Adam. Why y'all gonna mess this up? That's what we didn't talk about. Yeah. I mean, it really, it's not really much to say, but Adam, once again, basically telling Sharon that he still has feelings for her. Yeah. But she pushed the cuss. She kind of says a little bit about that on Monday. So, Okay. Um, Victoria shares some surprising news. Lauren makes a power play. Chelsea gives Victor reason to be suspicious, and Phyllis discovers the truth. Interesting. Okay. And then on bold, um, we talked about um, Finn's father arrives to LA. Zenday's reaction to Paris living with Steffi and Finn prompts a discussion about their relationship. Okay. I don't understand why that affects anything. Yeah. Carter and Quinn continue their dangerous secret liaison. It's not long before Quinn does something else to get her in trouble. Oh, Lord. 
Carter walks a fine line between his loyalty to Eric and his feelings for Quinn. And Ben and Steffi makes a pivotal decision, and Eric is shocked at Quinn's stand on their divorce. And by the way, Finn's parents is named Jack and Lee. Lie, Lee, something like that. Okay. Yeah, Jack and Lee. I guess Ted King plays Jack and Naomi Matsude plays Lee, which is the mom. So, and there we have it. All right. So, let's, we're at the end of the show. Let's do our flip the script and then we will be done. So, what's your flip the script for Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful? Um, I don't have one for bold, but for young and the restless, it was. Um, I kind of talked about it earlier. I was disappointed in Elena, mm-hmm. and not she still hasn't really stood up for herself when it comes to her relationship. Mm-hmm. So in that scene where they were at society, and in comes Amani, and all her disrespectful glory. <laughs> oh, wow. um, I wish. I wish. Nate had finally just stood up and said look like you're a cool person um it's it was good to get to know you but like this is my girl um I'm I'm not gonna let you sit here and disrespect her or our relationship especially to her face and, and put put her in check at that moment instead of just sitting there looking goofy like he has been doing for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my flip. I didn't really have one for bold. I mean, of course, the stuff with with uh, Paris moving into Steffi's house was awkward, but I'm not really sure how I would have flipped that that whole scene. Maybe with just Paris turning them down. But yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't really have one for them. Okay. And then mine for Young and the Restless is pretty much um, where Amanda is telling Naya, you know, and I kind of touched on this earlier as well. You know what? I'm going to do what I need to do. You need to do what you need to do. It's either you help on this side or you go and deal with whatever the fallout is that comes with sudden going down. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. I'm not going to keep begging and pleading you and chasing you around. I'm going to figure out what happened with my father's death. When it comes out, you need to figure out what side you're going to be on. Okay. Yep. And then on the bold and the beautiful, I did not, I needed Reese to stand up to Brooke and say, look, you know what? I hear you and all, but that's my daughter. Yes. You need to take a step back. I'm not going to uproot her right after she just had a baby. And she's also taking care of a toddler. She can be a mom and be a CEO. So, right. you know, this is already in place. You're not just going to try to slide your way in and make me slide her out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. So, okay. Well, it was a good show, girl. I'm glad we was able to get it done. Yes, me too. Yep, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you got, are you uh, working next week, or are you out of town? I know I'll be home next week, so. Um, no, I should be home next week. Okay, cool. So, um, 
we look forward to another great week for the week of July 23rd. Oh, my God. We're going into August. This year is flying by. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast time is going. We were just saying Happy New Year, and now we're in the and almost in the fourth quarter of the year. Yes. So, all right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed the show. We want to continue to bring you quality content, and we appreciate you supporting us, you know, um, as we do each episode. So until the next show, we hope everybody be well, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.